What's up? You're listening to the Electric Runway podcast, a podcast exploring how emerging technology is transforming the business of fashion and beauty around the world. I'm your host, Amanda Costco. Thanks so much for tuning in. Welcome back. Biotechnology is an exciting frontier in fashion and beauty because it presents a new way forward. Most products on the market today rely on extraction for their ingredients, whether that's from plants, animals, or petrochemicals. Each of these options has a footprint. With biotechnology, there's the opportunity to create new sustainable supply chains with new levels of performance for consumers. Today on the show, I'm speaking with a scientist and creative who's inspired by biology and biotechnology and creates advanced sustainable innovations for wellness and beauty. Allison Cutlin is the VP of Innovation at The Rudist, a new biology-based brand that's changing the game when it comes to hair care by treating the hair like the living organism that it is. Now, full disclosure, The Rudist did send me a free sample of their hair care kit as a basis for this conversation. This episode, however, is not sponsored, but as you'll hear, I ended up really loving the products as well as the ethos behind the biology-based brand. Our conversation covers the products under the Rudist hair care system, what makes them different, and how biotechnology is the new design tool of the future across industries. Ali, congrats on the Rudist and your launch at Sephora. For those who don't know, who are you and what is the Rudist? Thanks, Amanda. I'm really excited to be here with you. It's, it has been an exciting journey. We're really thrilled to be on the market now with the Rudist, uh, with such an incredible retailer. So I am a scientist and biotech innovator in beauty, and I am the VP of scientific innovation for the Rudist, which is a first of its kind hair care brand that bridges the connection between root scalp and hair and uses fermentation to do that. Okay, so I've tried the product. <laughs> I really love it. And it's unlike anything I've ever tried. And I'm not saying that just to, you know, blow smoke here, but it really felt like it was a skincare routine for my scalp, which I feel like is something that I've been needing and it was missing in my hair care routine because there's all these products that you go in with to solve for this and that. I want volume, I want dry shampoo. At the end of the day, my scalp was very unhappy with me to the point where I was thinking I have to go and see like a scalp specialist. So let's walk through the product line together and you can tell me what it is that provides that sort of transformation. Yeah, well, I'm so glad that you you say that in a true sense that that it you really felt that it was different and and we believe this routine and these products are really different. What's exciting about the whole collection is is that there's the root scalp and hair care in really every one of the products. So they're all powered by our root biomic ferment, along with clean biotech and other ingredients that are really formulated to support this interconnected ecosystem of your hair, right? Root scalp and hair. So why don't I start by by, uh, introducing our hero product? Sure, and before you do, I just want to clarify, what is root biomic ferment am i even saying that right because i think for our listeners that might be the first time they've ever heard this word so can you explain absolutely so our root biomic ferment is really our special sauce in all of the products and it is a fermented superfood 
brew that really powers all of the products. And it's designed for basically ultimate wellness of the root scalp and hair. And I can go into more of how we do yeah, it. Yeah, we could do that. Uh, you describe it on your website as like kombucha for the hair, which I really like. And I, I had described it as like a skincare routine for your hair. So it's definitely taking this bio approach, this natural approach. Because the other thing that I like about the brand is that it's cruelty-free. It's vegan. Like it's got all of those things that you would look for as an ethical consumer as well. Yeah, that's right. I mean, and the brand is really unique because actually our ferment is it's made through probiotic fermentation. We have eight proven botanicals that we ferment. Um, they're all targeted for different aspects of the root scalp and hair ecosystem. And we ferment that to make this really amazing vitamin sort of super brew. And we use that as our main phase in all of the products. So we have all these other supportive ingredients, but the ferment is really that driving active port. It's kind of our water phase in all of them. So it's really, it is really like skincare for the hair, for the root scalp and hair. Fermentation has been used since the beginning of time. It's part of food, every food culture, think wine, cheese, yogurt, kombucha. Right? Yeah, why why does my hair not deserve wine, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Your hair deserves kombucha. So why fermentation? What happens to the hair in that process? So what happens during fermentation is a very unique and transformational process whereby microbes break down substances into smaller units, making them more complex, but making them more biocompatible and more powerful in addition to being more nutritious. So using fermentation in skincare is somewhat similar to food where it, it actually supercharges whatever you ferment, right? So we ferment eight different botanicals. It makes these extracts more powerful and more biocompatible with our skin, with our scalp and hair which means they penetrate better, they have higher activity, but they're also safer. So ferments can be used with any skin type, sensitive skin included, and it supports the ecosystems of our skin as well, which means the microbiome. So it's really this holistic ingredient and system that it kind of speaks the language of our scalp. You know, there's a lot of vitamins and enzymes and peptides that are also made in the process of fermentation. So it's, again, like this incredible multivitamin superfood. Yeah, and it makes sense to treat the hair like a living organism because it is a living organism. So it totally makes sense. But how did we get so far from here? Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's so funny. I think, you know, a lot of what we've been working with is 1950s chemistry for so long. And we're really in the age of biology now. This is what is sort of the revelation in a lot of the biotech science. And, and I, I think the future is that when we start to work with, I mean, look, our bodies are a whole interconnected ecosystem. To work with synthetic chemistries from the 1950s with things that our body doesn't really recognize or, or utilize, we can work with biomaterials like fermentation extracts, other biotech ingredients that are really much healthier for us and our bodies can recognize. I like to say that it kind of speaks the same language as our bodies, right? So they're not only healthier for us, they're much more effective and they're much more sustainable. And it's sort of the, the future of design in so many ways. So yeah, and also I think for so long as well in the hair care industry, hair was just treated like hair, right? It's just the, the, the shaft itself, the hair. 
And then scalp was treated separately as like, well, it's dandruff or it is hair growth, right? And that's separate. And that didn't really pay attention to the hair. It's like, well, we're just focusing on scalp or root again with, with hair growth. And what we're really trying to do is what we see is that, you know, this is all interconnected. It's a whole biosystem. So if you want healthy hair, you've really got to start at the root. You've got to nourish that whole system, which includes the barrier. It includes the microbiome. It includes all of those communication molecules and everything, hair molecules. Yeah, Yeah, it's a holistic, it's a holistic way of treating it. It's funny because it kind of maybe mirrors a a shift in ideology that we're seeing when it comes to fashion and beauty and design and culture and beyond. I want to get to biotechnology and the beauty industry in a moment, but I want to give you the opportunity to talk about your hero product and then the kind of steps. When I started, I started with the Clarifying Purifier. We have six products in in total. The the AHA ACV pre-shampoo scalp treatment was what you what you you just mentioned. So the scalp is something just like our skin, you know, our scalp has built up from product that we use from even pollution, daily pollution, grime, dirt, and all of that. And this is sort of a weekly scalp reset, right? So this is something where it's a pre-shampoo, it gently clears dirt, oil, and product buildup while rebalancing the microbiome. So What's great about this is it's really gentle enough for everyone to use, but still hydrating. It's color safe. And this is powered by our root biomic ferment, along with lactic acid and apple cider vinegar and some other ingredients as well that really nourish and give you a clean, comfortable slate for your scalp. Yeah, it's like a Sunday reset for your hair. Absolutely. And it feels so good. It It has this really nice, refreshing feeling that is stimulating and uh, increases circulation. And then I went in with the oil treatment. It's great as well. I was really skeptical because usually leave-in oils make my hair so oily because I have fine hair. But this one was, I did exactly what it said. I put it on the scalp and it was really nice and it didn't make my hair oily, which I really appreciated. You know, an oily scalp or you know, an imbalanced scalp can, can really get oily. It can get dry and not healthy. So this clarifying Balancing serum is really uh, designed to to target that at the root cause by rebalancing it. Again, it has our ferment, it has salicylic acid, and a really interesting chlorella extract. So it it is a nice. This is sort of an after wash treatment that you yeah. Would do. Oh, sorry, that's right. So I the, got out of order there. I did do that after I washed with the shampoo and conditioner. So it was first the scalp treatment, the Sunday reset scalp treatment. Then it was the shampoo and yep. conditioner. Then it was the oil. Okay. Yeah. So the shampoo and conditioner are interesting. And what you'll notice is like they're smaller bottles than normal. So these, these are designed really mindfully. So these formulas are really unique. They're highly concentrated and there's, there's really no filler. Everything is really purposeful. Our water phases are ferment. So you'll use half the amount of both the shampoo and the conditioner, and they really work to reduce frizz, improve moisture, all of these things. So while it's cleansing in in terms of the shampoo, while it cleanses, it actually is repairing at the same time. So it's a really lovely formula. There's like these small dense bubbles, which stay really close to the scalp. And it's one of these shampoos that just kind of, it leaves your hair super silky, even just after using it without the conditioner. So the conditioner is also very concentrated. This is a, a really unique texture that feels more like a lotion, but it works so much harder than traditional conditioner. Fermentation makes things smaller in size, so it penetrates better. And what you'll find with this conditioner is that it 
penetrates almost instantly deep within the hair. Yeah, I did notice that. Yeah, and truly conditioned. So it doesn't stay on the surface. This doesn't have any silicones or anything like that that is used in a lot of hair care products to give the feeling of moisture and the feeling of silkiness, but not really doing anything deep within the hair shaft. Interesting. Okay. So that's what those silicones are normally doing is they're you're using a, a drugstore product or something that wasn't formulated as thoughtfully, let's say. It's basically masking the underneath of your hair. Exactly. It doesn't really penetrate deeply. It stays on the surface, will smooth the cuticle, but then in the end will, it actually can disrupt the scalp balance. It can lead to buildup and it can, it can make your hair worse off. So then after you shampoo and conditioner, you use that leave-in one that I was talking about earlier, the one that is very hydrating, but not oily. And then I was spraying the bio brew on the rest of my hair before I blow dried my hair. That is called the bio brew. That is our hero product. And it's so pretty when you look at it, there's two phases of this product. There's a lower phase and an upper phase and you shake it before you use it. But that lower phase is actually a hundred percent ferment. That's our fermented phase. The top phase is a fermented oil and then other amazing ingredients in that as well. So this is a really a healthy hair routine in one product. It's a leave-on treatment spray that you can use on your scalp and your hair. And again, it repairs, controls frizz, protects against heat. We clinically tested this and it was proven to give three times stronger hair in just one use. It's a microbiome friendly formula. You can use it on use it on wet hair and style, but I have now naturally curly hair and I I use it on dry hair as well and it just kind of makes everything gorgeous and and tame and beautiful. Yeah. I really <laughs> enjoyed it as well. And then the mm-hmm. other piece that kind of last but not least here is there's a dry shampoo application. I'm a big dry shampoo user. I think a lot of people are. It's a very popular product. I like that this one wasn't aerosol and it was talc free because we are learning so much about how the dry shampoos that we've been using out there in some of the popular brands that you might have tried before actually have all these things that are terrible for your scalp and have um, carcinogens in them and cancer causing. So I really liked this because it pops out, the one that you have, uh, talc-free, and it pops out with an applicator brush and you kind of just dust it onto your roots, which is how I originally started doing my dry shampoo back when I was doing it with powder. So there's something throwback about it, but the formulation is really nice in the sense that it blends in really nicely. You're not left with clumps on your part or anything like that. Yeah, no, it's it, this is a great product. I I believe it's unlike any other dry shampoo. The application is is unique. There aren't many out there with a, a brush application. And by the way, it's refillable as well. So it's one of these things that we really wanted to be mindful of all of the packaging. All of our packaging will have refillable pieces to it. So they are fully recyclable. This dry shampoo has the bottom section can screw off and then the brush is what you you save and then you can screw on a new bottom with more powder in it. But it is a unique formula. It, it absorbs both oil and sweat, which is quite unique. And it's totally invisible on, on all hair colors, even, even the darkest hair, which, so this is actually, it is powered by our ferment. We created a powdered form. And so it, when it goes on the hair, it's actually doing something as well, delivering the multivitamin superfood to the scalp and the hair. And this product has a really interesting ingredient. It's a magnesium carbonate 
type of ingredient, which is the sponge. It has a trade name of Upsalite, and it comes from a really interesting lab in Sweden. You know, typical dry shampoos will have sort of silicas and things like that, that if you can imagine it magnified by a microscope, it kind of looks like a golf ball, right? And it will absorb some things, but this ingredient that we use is actually shaped like a sponge and it has all of these interlaced holes and things like that. So it is much more effective in absorbing oil and sweat than your typical silica that's used in dry shampoos. So you you use much less and it's much more effective and it doesn't build up on your scalp. Yeah, so I mean, I think our audience now has a good sense of the user experience. They know I'm a fan, full disclosure, but let's get into the business side of it. So this is not just you, you're also with David Chung, who is the head of the company. Can you tell us about him and his experience in the beauty space? Yeah, so David Chung is the CEO and he been at beauty for a very long time. He is the founder of Pharmacy Beauty. So some people might know of them. Very big K-Beauty meets US brand that was in Sephora. David also runs a innovation lab in New Jersey. And so he has been in the manufacturing and in the innovation, beauty innovation for, for many, many, many years. We have an incubator group called the Beauty Bank, and this brand is is one of one of his brands. The Rudist is comprised of an incredible team of mission driven women that are industry experts in beauty. So from you know brand and marketing to R and D researchers, chemists, and creatives, we're all a passionate group dedicated to driving change in our industry for the betterment of people and for the environment. We collectively want to make a difference in the world. And so and we believe that biotech is, is the future. And we believe that hair care was in uh, great need to be reinvented in a way using more sustainable practices and more biotech. By the way, all of these ingredients are biodegradable, fully biodegradable. So we are some of the first to, to really go through that rigorousness from start to finish, really having a bio mindset and how we make this. Yeah, and I think it fits into these larger conversations that we're having in fashion, in beauty, about sustainability, circularity, and this idea of ethical consumption. I'm really excited about, I mean, I think it's easy to be pessimistic right now, given fast fashion and even faster fashion. But I'm really excited because of the biotechnology area. And I think that there's already innovations that are happening in material science for making new fabrics and things like that. Beauty is always ahead. So here we have a biotechnology beauty company that is already bringing a product to market that is all of these things. So it shows these other larger brands who are maybe behaving not so ethically that it can be done. It's just a matter of changing your approach and treating the consumer like a holistic person, perhaps, as opposed to just like, oh, let's get that dollar. So why is biotechnology the future? Big question. <laughs> but, and maybe we'll, we'll make it more specific, the future of beauty. Biology and biotechnology is really is really the new design tool for, for all industries, I believe. You mentioned fashion. It's a new design tool for fashion. It's a new design tool in architecture. We need to create differently with an eye on sustainability and synergy. We need to create using biology. In terms of, of beauty, biology has the potential to transform it. Biotechnology, as a, as a refresher, it utilizes biological systems 
meaning living organisms like algae, yeast, bacteria, fungi, are parts of them to develop or create new materials and ingredients. So the applications are wide ranging and they can include traditional practices like fermentation, like what we're doing, along with plant stem cell culture, cutting edge technologies as well, genetic engineering, synthetic biology. It's kind of all under this umbrella of biotechnology. So from a product perspective, biotechnology has the ability to really transform efficacy and functionality of products. So these are advanced ingredients then that can increase a product's ability to work better on the hair, on the skin. You know, to using... actually deliver on the promise that these exactly. brands are selling you, right? Exactly. It's your money that you're paying into these things. And I really feel like we're getting over this mentality of chemicals and petroleum. Isn't it nice to think that nature just has everything we need to be our most beautiful selves? <laughs> it does. And it, nature's adaptive as well. So these materials are, are so much more than just one thing. They're synergistic. They're adaptive. And these are the types of things that we want in our lives that we need. This is how nature operates. And there are these tiny little manufacturing <laughs> systems too. So when we collaborate with nature and we collaborate with biology, possibilities are really endless. And we can go far beyond what standard old chemistry has has taken us. I love that. So now when you're talking about scaling it though, I know the problem that they have in the fashion industry is you might be able to manufacture cool new innovative material, but then scaling that production is often challenging. What does your manufacturing look like at the rudest? Yeah, scaling is always the issue. I think for material science, it's it's more of a challenge for scaling, especially in the in the natural leather replacement category. But in beauty, scaling can, it can, because it's a, a liquid form, I mean, scaling is, is pretty easy to do. It depends on what the technology is though, of course. So scaling, it, it always needs to be considered. For us, we use fermentation. We were able to start at the lab scale and, and do our development with that. And then again, fermentation is one of these things that has been used since the beginning of time. We've got breweries all over the world. And while we don't use a brewery, we use a, a biotech facility. Some of the same processes are done in creating our root biomic ferments. So we were able to scale up quite effectively. So you're saying that there's already infrastructures for the fermentation that exist, and you didn't have to basically create it from scratch. That's interesting to know. Exactly. And this is this is part when we utilize fermentation, that is sort of the beauty of, of some of these new technologies is that it's great to be new, but part of the implementation of it and the importance of it will be the scalability and the ability to integrate it into systems that already exist. And yeah. fermentation is a system that exists all over the world. And people are used to working with these fermentation vats, working with different microbes. And while the microbes might be slightly different or the conditions are slightly different, the infrastructure is there. Yeah, absolutely. I didn't even think of that. So I really think that it all comes down to formulation in terms of having a product that's going to really make it in today's very crowded beauty landscape, but then also in delivering that amazing user experience. Think about the Laura Mercier Foundation that just went viral, and it was because of the formulation, the way that you know, that TikToker slid it across her face and it showed the, the color and the way, it, like it was just, 
it was beautiful. And so there is this opportunity to to deliver on both the user experience and on... For sure. Working with, with these biological technologies, again, they're adaptive and a lot of times they're synergistic. So for instance, a lot of the placements of microplastics in beauty, which has to be done, we can't formulate using these petrochemical-based ingredients that are extractive, but then also ingredients that when they go downstream, they're polluting and they're forever chemicals. So replacing those with biomaterials that are adaptive actually makes formulas work better and perform more. And so the user experience is so much better than what old chemistry has done. The creativity and the possibilities are are endless when you start working with biomaterials. So how can people follow you and stay in touch with what's going on at The Rudest? Of course, they can check you out in Sephora if they want to try the product. Yeah, so you can follow us on Instagram and on TikTok at the underscore Rudest, R-O-O-T-I-S-T. And right, we're available online at Sephora and in stores starting February 23rd. That was my conversation with Allison Cutlin, the VP of Scientific Innovation for The Rudist. I hope this episode has encouraged you to go home and check out the ingredients in your shampoo and conditioner and other hair care products. I really love Ali's comment that biotechnology is the new design tool of the future, and I look forward to a time where we're all more conscious about what's in our beauty products and how they affect our bodies and the planet. You can learn more about The Rudist in our show notes. That's it for today's episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. And until next time, here's looking towards the future.